Hello and welcome to the Eagle Montessori podcast. Our teaching academy welcomes educators with an interest and passion for the Montessori method and strives to provide information about Montessori philosophy to all. I'm Tess, a pre-K teacher from Ohio, and we're going to work together to learn about the founding principles of Montessori education. While I'm not a Montessori expert, I'm learning more about Montessori each day with an awesome collection of Montessori guidebooks from the North American Montessori Center and a great team who works with me to create these episodes. There are a lot of fantastic features that make up the whole Montessori method. One of the features that I think is really an item that sets the style of learning apart is the individual presentations. This is a really fascinating concept and a big focus of the Montessori Guides Day. In, let's say, the average early childhood classroom, a teacher is creating lesson plans for the class as a whole. Activities might be completed maybe as individuals or in small groups, some large group activities with music and movement, but on the whole, planning is done for the entire class. There's always some differentiation in the activities. They're designed to have purpose for children at different levels, but the general outline and available materials are roughly the same for all. Montessori approaches activities in their classrooms very differently. I'm going to define the word activity here with the definition provided in the North American Montessori Center's Classroom Guide. An activity can be defined as the work a child completes using specific materials for the purpose of furthering his learning and development. I want to focus on that so we don't limit our thoughts of activities as solely academic-related things or very specifically planned things. Building with blocks is an activity. Sweeping up crumbs is an activity. Dressing oneself is an activity. So just take a moment to broaden your horizons on what all is included as an activity. Something else that sets Montessori apart is that they consider each activity as encompassing a full cycle of work, meaning that the activity includes every aspect from start to finish. Collecting the materials, writing on a workspace, moving materials from a shelf to a workspace, then returning materials and cleaning the workspace at the end. In the Montessori classroom, the guide is not setting up the materials and the space and then inviting the child to participate. Instead, the child is involved in the full cycle of work. They participate in setting up the activity and cleaning up afterwards. That's important to note because that process of setting up and cleaning involves a large amount of learning on its own. Those are self-help skills and practical life skills at work. This also plays a large role in general classroom management. If a child is introduced to an activity by learning how to set it up and how to clean it up, then that becomes a necessary part of the activity rather than a separate requirement after the fact. Activities in a Montessori classroom are introduced to the child through presentations. Those presentations begin with careful observation. If you haven't noticed yet, careful observation is a huge theme in the Montessori environment. The guide observes the child to gauge their interests, the level of stimulation the child needs, and their ability to concentrate and more to determine when a child is ready for a presentation of each activity. 
There are guidelines for the order in which activities should be presented with spiraling of difficulty, such as pouring with dry materials before pouring with liquids. But the key here is that the presentation is offered when the child shows that they are ready. Once a guide has determined that a child is ready for a particular presentation, the beginning is an invitation for the child to join at the location where the materials are kept. Again, the activity is truly from start to finish, from setup to cleanup. If I'm inviting a child to work with a set of blocks, I don't pull them out ahead of time. I instead invite the child to where they are stored. Another focus of presentations in Montessori is on using names. This can either be by naming the activity, such as sweeping the floor or pouring water, or by naming the materials, such as the pink tower or the golden bead material. This helps establish the purpose of the activity. We may be accomplishing a specific goal and thus naming that goal in a practical life activity, or the purpose may be on exploring a material, thus naming the material as the focal point. Then a guide shows the child how to carry the materials to an appropriate workspace. This may encompass using both hands, carrying items individually and making multiple trips, acquiring a work mat or a tray, and more. A child is invited to select the location for work, but is assisted by considering what locations may be appropriate for specific activities. Some activities may be possible on the floor or on a table, while others may necessitate setup in a very specific location. Once the area is set up and the child is comfortable and ready for engagement, the guide will present the entire activity step-by-step with intentional care given to each individual step of the procedure. Every aspect is very intentional and methodical to ensure that the full process is laid out for the child. Pausing between steps also helps provide opportunities for the child to see each action clearly and mentally process each step as it happens. Then the child is asked if they would like to repeat the activity. Some children may choose to repeat the activity and they're permitted to do so as often and for as long as they are interested. At other times, a child may choose to simply watch the presentation and then put the activity away, which may indicate a need to internalize what they have seen before imitating the activity or may indicate that the child was not quite ready for this particular presentation. In either case, the guide will remain with the child throughout the presentation and possible repetition of the activity and complete the presentation by demonstrating how to clean up the materials and return them to their shelf. A presentation is then completed by thanking a child for their participation and telling them that they are welcome to repeat the activity whenever they like. Thus, each presentation has a beginning a middle, and an end, encompassing a full work cycle. It's important to keep in mind, however, that the guide will need to continue that careful observation as the child interacts with the new material, ensuring that the material continues to be used appropriately in the self-initiated exploration. As always, though, intervention is only appropriate if the child is not using the material with care. 
These presentations really set apart the Montessori curriculum, especially the individual presentations. A guide may also offer some small group presentations for demonstrating tasks, such as carrying a chair, or a collective presentation that can be used for presenting activities that focus on classroom routines and courtesies. Those occasional group presentations may also be used for the activities that will not be repeated by children independently, such as an experiment of layering liquids to observe density. A major benefit of individualized instruction in Montessori classrooms is that it develops an environment where all learning styles have the opportunity to thrive. Children learn in different ways, and with an individualized approach to instruction, where the guide has the flexibility to customize lessons based on the way each child learns best, we are truly taking their learning style into account. Montessori classrooms are purposefully designed with multiple learning styles in mind and emphasize active learning through all five senses. The materials are deliberately visual and tactile in nature, and each work area is thoughtfully arranged to be intellectually stimulating while calm and conducive to quiet work. The environment is arranged according to the curriculum areas, and the children are always free to move around the room. As with all aspects of Montessori, there's a great deal of observation, planning, and intentionality in each presentation offered to students. This allows the students to have the time they need during an activity and demonstrates a deep respect and understanding of their needs and abilities. One note I want to acknowledge is the response given to a child who asks for a presentation of a material. First of all, the interest is acknowledged with enthusiasm and encouragement, but Keeping with that very intentional process, the guide will respectfully share an idea of when a presentation might be possible. That may be later that afternoon, or the next day, or the next week. If the request is made for an activity that the guide deems too advanced, they'll explain with care that there are other presentations that need to be completed first before moving on to that particular activity. Again, the focus is on keeping with intentionality and demonstrating respect to everyone in the classroom and to the materials. These presentations are one of the most fascinating aspects of the Montessori curriculum and truly a key part in the successful classroom environment. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Eagle Montessori podcast. Our teaching academy welcomes educators with an interest and passion for the Montessori method and strives to provide information about Montessori philosophy to all. To learn more, visit eaglemontessoriteachingacademy.com. Until next time.